welcome. Thank you for that, Caleb. <laughs> that was awesome. You're welcome. Um, that has been like the theme song of our last, I don't know, three weeks? Four, well, four weeks. Sedona was a desert. So I mean, yeah. we're almost in like a month and a half here yeah. now <laughs> of desert living. Oh, well, if you even talk, you know, toss it back to Utah, we've been in the desert for oh, Moab, months. Yeah. yeah, in Moab. That's definitely, you know what? I think that's been like our most visited landscape. The desert, desert, for sure. We thought it would be mountains, but yeah. we're getting desert. So yeah. does anyone know where we are right now? <laughs> um, but just for those of you who did not pick up on it, that song was Horses No Name by the band America. And America. America. <laughs> and that has been the theme song of our of van life, honestly. But we didn't really pick up on it, I think, till November, as it being like our theme song. Well, we knew it was a possibility when, because uh, we knew we'd have to get out of Colorado when it got cold, and so our only options are pretty much desert. But the desert is not as warm as we thought it would be. <laughs> I think we have discussed that yes, yes, <laughs> about Sedona. And then, uh, still now, do you, have you said where we are now? No, I have not said where we are yet. Okay. We are, I guess, technically in Marana, Arizona, I but guess. Tucson, basically essentially. Tuscan, basically Tucson, basically Tucson, Tucson, Tucson. <laughs> We are right outside of Tucson, Arizona, and it's not it's not bad. No. I mean, it gets up in like the 70s during the day and then like high 30s, low 40s at night. That's probably the average. Yeah, the nights are still chilly, but the days, especially today, it's it's getting warmer and uh yeah, it was like it's going to hit high 70s, I think. Early this week. A warm Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yes. yes. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We are in the desert. Our Christmas trees are a bunch of seguros. 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 They're I hope all we're saying around. that right. Yes. Oh, we should wrap some lights around one. That'd be cool. No, leave no trace. Well, we wouldn't leave it. We take it back with us. Don't Pack damage the seguros. Okay, true. I hear you. I hear you on that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, right now we are in Tucson, Arizona, and um, before we kind of dive into this episode, kind of catch everyone up on our adventures and allow us to process them as well. Um, I just want to make sure that y'all check out last week's episode that we released. It was a Campfire Chats. It was part of our Campfire chat series, which if you're not familiar with what that is, um, that's basically when we bring on our friends onto the podcast and we talk everything from van life or just traveling life to personal growth to challenges to diving deeper into who these people are as a person. Um, and so that's what that series is all about. And last week we had our friend Katie Hoy on, and it's a really awesome episode. I definitely think you should check it out. And if you have not done that, stop this episode, go listen to that one, then you can come back to this one. I mean, if you haven't listened to it, she was an original inspiration and kind of the doorway, the first doorway of uh, the glimpse we got into van life and van living. When we first stayed with her in Moab a few years ago, it was in her van that she was building out. So it provided that I don't think we had any idea what that would have been like no. until then. So And she does not live in her van full time anymore. So she's got She's kinda of been through it already. She's got an interesting interesting story there but then there's also we go a little bit deeper than that which is really cool that one we recorded in joshua tree which around the campfire finally first we had a campfire, campfire chat around a, around a campfire yes it has been nice to be in an area that is allowing campfires now <coughs> um that was definitely something we were 86th of in <laughs> in van life for the first like Five months. Your restaurant terminology. Yes, yes. Which is totally cool. Totally fine. I totally understand it. Um, but yeah, it's exciting to have that back again. Oh, 
So let's catch up. Yeah, let's Shall catch we? up. <laughs> I guess. Where, when was the last? Were we in Salida when we recorded no. the last one? I feel like that's, that's always, always the, the last. Episode. Yeah, the always the last the episode was in Salida. No, no, no. We were actually we were right outside of Joshua Tree. We were just we just gotten into California, and we were preparing to meet up with Katie in Joshua Tree National Park. Oh, okay. You remember now? Yes, we were on the southern part mm-hmm. of the national park, mm-hmm. which most of the Joshua Trees are actually the northern part, the Mojave. Yes. Desert Park. Yes. Have we talked about how cool Joshua Tree is? <laughs> Joshua Tree Not National really. Park is amazing. It, and I've said this before. I, I think we both did have said this. We had kind of low expectations. And I don't know why we do this with national parks because I've seen this like proven so many times. They are national parks for <coughs> a reason. Yeah. You know, like there's no reason to have low expectations for something that has already been declared a national park. Yeah, it's got to hold something spectacular. But even then, the reason behind it was like, you know, I feel like everyone's seen Joshua Tree, photos of Joshua Trees. Um, you, thank you, you two, probably for that. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, that's probably where most people have heard of it, too. It that's probably, definitely where I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, that's how most people are introduced to, like, oh, what's Joshua Tree? What is a Joshua Tree? Well, I just didn't know, like, when I saw them in person, I was like, I feel like they're going to look exactly like the photo. Exactly like the photo. Which is cool, but that might be a little underwhelming if that mm-hmm. was, like, it. But, no, there are, like, forests of these things in certain areas. And, like, just totally different kind of forest. Because, of course, when you first think forest, you think, like, tall, wooded, green trees. Mm-hmm. And this is not that at all. No. Like, they're not super tall, most of them. They're not super tall. Their bark is, like, it looks like long strands of fur, almost. Like, yeah, it's not wooded. It's not... Bark, well, as you would think of bark. Yeah, and so it's technically a yucca. Yes. Right? Yes. Is that what we learned? It's not a tree. Though well, I don't know exactly what a yucca is. Maybe yucca is <laughs> a type of tree. <laughs> I don't know if we should say that. Okay. It is in the yucca family. It is a desert plant. <laughs> All right. We don't know anything about the Joshua trees. No, Still, we know a little bit. We know. We did read. I read that whole brochure that you get yes. at Joshua Tree National Park because it was really interesting. The yeah. desert, I mean, it blew us away. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's two deserts colliding. Yes, the Colorado Desert and the Mojave Desert, they make up the whole park. And so there is this like part in the middle of the park where the two deserts merge, and it's like a transitional area. Yeah. And you can really, I mean, I didn't grow up around deserts, so I just kind of thought all deserts looked the same. Not the case, especially no. in Joshua Tree, when you can see the de- two different types of deserts. Like you can tell when you're in the Mojave as opposed to the Colorado yeah. Which I don't know why it's called the Colorado because it's in California and California doesn't even touch Colorado, so that's a little confusing. I think it has to do with the, the river. river. Yeah, Colorado yeah. River goes Got that all as over I was the west. That. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but that that is the cool part because the Colorado part, the southern part where we were staying out of originally and recorded the last podcast, that's how we got here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> was the southern part is the Colorado part and it's lower and drier, mm-hmm. um, and so there weren't any Joshua trees in that whole area of the park. Because they can't survive in that climate. There was, like, Koya cactus, like, tons of them. And then the northern part, the Mojave part, is higher and wetter. Yes. And so that is where all the Joshua trees mm-hmm. are. So mm-hmm. there's actually half the park doesn't have any Joshua trees in it. Yes. So our plan in meeting... So it's funny when we decide to meet up with our friend Katie at places... Our plan is very loose, always. Like, this was even before van life, like before we lived in the van. I guess she lived in a van anytime we yes. met up with her before so, that. But and now we understand how hard that is. <laughs> anytime we've met up with her, our plan is so loose. It's always just like, yeah, we're going to meet 
here at this park on this day and like that's really the, that's it the plan and until we see each other show up i still yeah. think it's like it might who knows i don't yeah. know i mean just like if you think logistically with like phone service because like we don't always set a spot to meet up we're just like yeah let's meet up in joshua tree on december 4th yeah and so it's like she could get there and like not have serve I, I don't know it could logistically be a nightmare but it has never really been a nightmare it's always worked out so the only plan was to meet her there so when we did meet her, we went and just camped on some BLM land, some public lands, like we always do, really, really close to Joshua Tree. And it was cool. It was great. Nothing special. Um, we wake up the next morning, and it is way colder. It was bitter. It was bitter cold. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm talking, like, things were frozen. Our dog's water bowl was inside the van, so it wasn't even yeah. outside. It was in the van, and there were chunks of ice in it. And that was not expected, and we were like... Oh. We were in, like, a dry lake bed, and it just yeah. got super frosty. <laughs> it just was not... I don't know. I just was not expecting that. And so... We had run out of propane the night before, and so we woke up with no propane, so we couldn't heat the van, and we couldn't make coffee, or if you're not a coffee drinker like me, you couldn't make your hot water with lemon and apple cider vinegar. Well, it would have been fine if we couldn't heat the van, if we could have at least made coffee. That would have warm. That would have, like, got me through the day, which we probably would have ended up, like, staying at that location. Yeah, yes. But I'm sure you're getting to it. Yeah. Since we ran out of propane... We were like at 7 a.m. and couldn't even make coffee, let alone we're all freezing mm-hmm. until the sun came up. We're like, let's just pack up and like move. Like we're already having to go get propane. Maybe like we look for a spot in the national park. Yeah. So your two options are two options. When we run a propane. It's okay. We can all get in Katie's <laughs> rental car and, or I guess no. Yeah. We can yeah. all go get in Katie's rental car. Her and, forerunner. <laughs> <laughs> and refill our propane and just come back to the spot and continue with what the scheduled programming or <laughs> scheduled program or we were like what if we just like packed up the whole van and moved and like just you know s- maybe just see at that point we weren't even really thinking about staying in the park we were like let's no. just see kind of where the wind takes us well i mean the spot was right outside the park so we were definitely going to go into the park probably yeah. a, a few times or even a few days but it wasn't yeah last second we're like if we're let's just go into the park because we're already moving and like chances are we like asked how much a campground spot was mm-hmm. And it was fifteen dollars. Seemed very approachable. Well, for the first come first serve. Ones. For the first come first serve ones, yeah. yeah the reservation ones were more. But yeah. I'm like fifteen bucks. I can do that in the national park. Yes. And though they said all the signs said campgrounds full. Yes. So getting a little bit ahead. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. So we went to town to get <laughs> propane. We would go into town to get propane, and we get it refilled. Great. And then we're like, okay, where do we go now? And Caleb's like, I want to make some coffee. And I'm like, right here? Like, there wasn't even a parking lot to this propane store. We were, like, parallel parked in front of it. So we're <laughs> like on. a builder's supply company, and we're just parked on the street. On the out street, front. out front. And Caleb's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. I mean, at this point, it's like, what, 7.45 a.m.? And, yeah. like, I woke up freezing, and I was like, and we had already had the move. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to sit, like, I don't know what's coming next, but I just want to make a cup of coffee. And that's the beauty of having a van back next. here. Yeah. So we did. So we made some coffee and that's when we kind of were like, what if we like went and checked in the park and we looked up online and there were $15 first come first serve sites. But keep in mind, this was a Saturday morning. So, you know, you would think the first come first serve sites, like I'm sure they're busiest on the weekends. I'm sure Mm -hmm. people come on Friday and leave on Sunday. It's kind of a prime time for Joshua. This is where everyone's going to be because it's a warmer area. Um, 
So yes, I, I had very low expectations, but I do think there was something inside of me, inside of you, and inside of Katie that was all like, I feel like this is going to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like let's we, just try this. I didn't, <laughs> because... like, I wasn't attached to the idea, but there was definitely a little spark in me that was like, this could be, like, let's follow this. It this could be, be really cool. cool, yeah. So we get up to the park entrance, and yes, like, they have a sign right there that just says, all campgrounds full. And <laughs> yeah. we're like... Cool. So we asked the lady who was at the little entrance station, you know, we said like, so are all the campgrounds really full? Like, I know you'll have some first come first serve. Like, are you sure they're full? Uh And she honestly, she was like, they probably are. She's like, but I mean, you know, some people might have woken up and left. It's first come first serve. So, you know, we don't really know. And that's what we were thinking, too. We were like coming in so early. It's like people could have just camped last night and still gotten up and packed up and headed out. Mm -hmm. already. Yeah. So we were like, okay, cool. And she told us where all the first come, first served ones are. Um, I think there are three, just for any of you who might be planning a trip to Joshua Tree. Which you should. Which you should. And ask us for those campgrounds. (laughs) Yes. There are three that are first come, first serve, and only 15 bucks a night, which for a national park is an incredible price. Mm -hmm. So we go to the first one, and of course, right when you pull into the first campground, there is a sign that it says campground full, but we're like, we're still going to drive around and check. Yep. So we drove around all the sites, and it actually was full. The oh sign my was God, right. It was full. <laughs> so then we're like, okay, let's try the second one. So we go up to the second one. Once again, right outside that campground says campground full. But we're still like, we're going to drive around and look at all the spots. And lo and behold. That son of a bitch. We found, <laughs> campsite 11. <laughs> we, campsite 11 was right a, open. Nudged into a little corner behind a rock. It's like you could barely even see it driving by. I'm mm-hmm. like, there it is. Yep. It was in just this little pocket. You kind of had to pull into, and yeah, the universe just kind of dropped that in our laps, and we jumped on it. So at like 8.30 a.m. on a Saturday, we found a camping spot in Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, it was the perfect spot for us, I feel like. It was really cozy, really homey, spacious. And we were talking about this. If we were going to like stay inside a national park, like Joshua Tree is a great national park to do it in. Mm-hmm. You know, like Rocky Mountain National Park, you still get epic Colorado outside the park, like epic yes. camping. Like yes. if you want to stay in the national park, like Joshua Tree, the inside the national park is completely different from outside. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like Rocky Mountain is beautiful. Like, please go visit it. It's yes. gorgeous. And I'm sure I can't camping really there is amazing, which we haven't stayed there, but mm-hmm. there's also just incredible camping everywhere in Colorado. Like yes. Epic views on just public lands mm-hmm. and like state parks and and right Not out, even parks. <laughs> right outside of the park. Yeah. Right outside of Rocky Mountain, you could still see the mountains that you're seeing in the park. So you yes. still get those epic views. But Joshua Tree is different. If you're not in the park, it doesn't look like anything special. Because it's, it's like its own mini desert within mm-hmm. the desert. You have to like go over the mountains and then go into the bowl. Yeah. And that's where like Joshua Tree and the Colorado uh, mm-hmm. Desert are meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was. It felt like man, this has actually worked out so great. This is yeah. like the if we're gonna stay in a park and pay only fifteen bucks, like Joshua Tree National Park is the spot to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you have to go see the photos. We took some photos. I mm-hmm. think they're on Instagram, and they're cool. And we'll probably <laughs> keep posting them. Yes, you know, forever. I think we were blown away by Joshua Tree. <laughs> we were. So we spent our time there, and it was just a great. So we stayed there three nights. And it was just kind of a mix of driving around and just, like, being in awe of the trees. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of campfires. Amazing sunset views. Oh, man. We did some desert yoga. 
Um, yeah, it was just kind of a mix of all that. It kind of felt like a mini, mini retreat almost. A mini retreat weekend in Joshua Tree. Yeah, because yeah. we were, we had no service. Yeah, we, were we had all, no service. So, so we were totally off grid. Totally off grid and just like intentional of like, yo, we're all three here. Like we met Katie. It's like we're going to intentionally hang out in Joshua mm-hmm. Tree National Park for three days. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, our low expectations were blown out of the water. I think even if we had had high expectations, they would have been blown out of the water too. Well, even then driving around, I remember I had my camera one time because I wanted to take some photos of, because there's actually some really dense parts with so many Joshua trees, but you just can't take a photo of it of oh, like yeah. that. Like you can see like one individual Joshua tree you can take, but there were so many. It was like, yeah, the depth and like how widely mm-hmm. spread it is, is mm-hmm. kind of just, you have to see it. Yeah. Gotta see it. Definitely. I can totally see how a band like you 2 after visiting that spot, or not even just, just any band, <laughs> <laughs> but you 2 did it. I can totally just see after being in a spot like that, feeling totally inspired to I like feel, write yeah. a whole album, if that's your thing. Um, we left feeling inspired. I mean, another thing, the desert colors might be, like it might have been the prettiest colors I've ever seen, mm-hmm. just from sunrise to sunset mm-hmm. to even like the stars at night. sunset was cool like after the sun when it was kind of twilight so like the sun was set and most of like the you know beautiful pinks and oranges most of those colors had moved on the bluish purple vibe that would come out before the sun was fully down and like it was fully dark and you could see stars was unreal yeah that's kind of like arizona too yeah arizona has that for sure purple mountain majesty vibes (laughs) but something interesting that happened to us when we were at the campground, which is only, it's unprecedented. Actually, it probably is precedented because I'm sure this happened in March. I know it happened in March to people. Mm-hmm. We were just hanging out at our campsite and a ranger comes by. The rangers there were all super nice. Side note. <laughs> a ranger Side comes note. by and he's just like, hey, so the governor of California just um, set out some new COVID protocols and we don't really know when, but we're thinking we're going to have to, like, shut the campgrounds down. Yep. And we were like, oh, okay. And I think he said Monday was his guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had till Monday. But, yeah, well, yeah we didn't know because we were... Um, we're out of service. Yeah, we didn't have service. And, like, yes, we didn't know. So, yeah, but, yeah, we, he was, like, literally, he's like, so there was a new order and we have to close mm-hmm. the campgrounds on Monday. Yes. And so we had, like, two more nights. And I'm like, well, we were going to leave on Monday anyway. We were going to leave on Monday. And... But it, it was a weird, like, kind of bringing back to reality of, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is happening. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously we know and, like, you know, we're taking all the precautions, but it, it was still just like a, a remembrance. Well, just having, little, yeah, being, you know, so secluded for three mm-hmm. little days in the desert, you just, it, it's a little bubble. Almost. And it's just weird <laughs> that, like, of getting, like essentially kicked out of a campground yes which is like the most distant spot but (laughs) something out of your control too yeah so that was interesting and then the next day another ranger came by and he was like hey i don't know if y'all know but i think we're closing the campgrounds and we're like yeah we were told monday and he was like oh i i don't i haven't heard like exactly what day yet i just know we're gonna be closing (laughs) in the next couple days it ended up being tuesday i think that they kicked everyone out uh, no, it was Monday. Leave. You could leave. You couldn't stay Monday night. Okay. Because as we were pulling out, they were like making yeah. everyone leave by noon on Monday. It was Tuesday. That was Tuesday? We left that on was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, maybe it's Tuesday. <laughs> Damn it. That's okay. <laughs> it's not important. The days Minor get blurry. <laughs> and the nights get blurry. But yeah, that had that just had not happened to us yet. And Well, we don't stay in campgrounds. That's so true. We stay that's on true. BLM land, but that has happened to people on BLM land. Yeah. So who knows? who knows? Maybe we'll have to deal with that in the next few months as we'll see I how things not. progress. I hope not. <laughs> but it'll be another van life challenge. Yes. So we end up leaving Joshua Tree and heading back towards Arizona. And we actually ended up at an RV resort. <laughs> which wow, our I we say we were blown away by Joshua Tree. RV resorts are a whole nother level. I don't know why more people aren't living in RV resorts. So because they are nice. <laughs> like you hear people say, Oh, I can never live on the road or people think it's too primitive you know they need there are certain things they need or think they would want that they don't have access to you could anyone can live in an rv resort let me just tell you that if you've got a big enough rv and you're at a resort like you have you have everything you need and the resort provides you with extra amenities as well yes they provide you with a pool they provide you with a hot tub you have showers you have laundry um there was, there there was, was a bocce everything. ball court. There was shuffleboard. There was like a cafe Oh, yeah, area. there was a clubhouse that there had... There was a workout room. Yes. It was... <laughs> it, was it was insane. <laughs> there was cable hookups. Yes. At every, uh, at every, every parking site. spot, mm-hmm. every site. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we got to stay there because our friends got us some nights there. Our friends... So that we could hang out with them. <laughs> our friends that we met back in Sedona, if you listen to our episode of Sedona... Um, we became really close to the people who were staying around us. It was we were there over Thanksgiving, so we had Thanksgiving together. We had a full moon drum circle with them. And um, we're actually they're here right now. We're about to spend here. Christmas. We're all in the Tucson yeah. right now, all just kind of met up. Yes, but um, they were at that resort, and they so kindly invited us there and um, gave us a couple nights there, which was really really nice and really really cool. And yeah, we just we felt. It was weird. We kind of felt like out of our league there. <laughs> like you would weird. walk around and all the spots were these big, big RVs, you know, with, yeah, the hookups. And like if they, you know, if you could see inside them at night, they'd have like a big screen TV watching cable or whatever yeah, was yeah, on. Yeah. And it was funny. We pulled up to our spot and we're like, we don't like, well, we our... don't have anything to plug in. <laughs> yeah, like we don't have hookups. Our rig and then... Our friends who got us in, Thad mm-hmm. and Kristen's rig, looked out of place amongst all these big RVs. And I was like, yeah, we can't even take advantage, really, of no. having a spot like this. Because we can't, we don't have any hookups in the van. We don't have hookups, and we don't have, like, a flushable toilet to, you know, be able to flush and dump into a yeah, hole. Yeah, we can't and... hook up and have running water. We can't, yeah. Yeah. So, so it wasn't that, living-wise, it wasn't that different for us, but just, like the space and like all the anonymities that they had was it kind of blew my mind we spent like out of two days like 18 hours in the hot tub over two <laughs> days, <laughs> i think and i'm like this is van life it it was it was kind of wild it was crazy man like so thinking back you. if you're listening to that and Kristen, love you <laughs> and ariana and scott and ariana and scott and ariana and all scott. you guys maybe yes. they'll maybe you'll hear some of them shortly on this podcast wink wink <laughs> But just thinking back now, now that we're, like, sitting down talking about it, these last few weeks of van life have been so different than so the first different. few months. Like, staying in the staying in the national park was just different, even though it we was... We never stayed in the national park. Even though it was still van life, like, we didn't have hookups or anything mm-hmm. like that, 
it just, you could tell, it just felt different than just staying on BLM land. Mm, it felt special. It too. felt sacred. Yeah, yeah it did yeah. feel sacred. And we had a sacred time, like, yeah. over those three days. And then the RV park, obviously, is way different than anything we've ever experienced. <laughs> it was way different than what we were just experiencing yeah. in Joshua Tree. And then, after the RV park, we went straight down to Tucson, and Caleb's aunt and uncle have a vacation home in Tucson, and they so kindly let us stay there for a week. And we had the house to ourselves for a week. So we go from National Park yes. to RV Resort, emphasis like on the word nights. resort. Yes, infinite <laughs> emphasis on that word. To staying in a house in Tucson at the base of Mount Lemmon. Min, yeah, 9,000 feet. For Or 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really looking forward to this stay in Tucson. I feel like you were too. Yeah, they had... Um, yeah, they had offered it up if we were ever in the area, and I and then we take people up on those offers <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yes. And so, um, yes, definitely loved them, and mm-hmm. it was a very gracious um, gift that they yeah. gave us. And we, yeah, the time was great because we hadn't had that kind of just week to live non-van life like at all no so So i ended up spending nights in the van (laughs) (laughs) so we stayed i mean we've we've talked about it on the podcast before like we've stayed in airbnbs here and there throughout our time but it's never been more than like three nights yeah um and honestly both of those airbnb stays they originally were two nights but both times we added on a night because of snow (laughs) or because of like cold weather yeah so even when we do book airbnbs to kind of like take a break and spread out it's probably not gonna be more than two nights unless it has excuse me unless it has to be because of weather just don't yeah yeah yeah. but this was it was just like a little slice of heaven and it was really cool because we were both very very and i mean we've said this when we stay in airbnbs but having a whole week to be very intentional with our time there like we weren't just And maybe one day we'll have this experience, but this time wasn't it. We weren't just like, oh, we're here for a week. Let's just like lounge and like watch TV, watch Uh all the movies and watch all the football and all the TV all the time. And I don't know, whatever else we would do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there is a time and place for that, for sure. But this wasn't it. This felt like we needed some like very intentional internal time. Mm Mm-hmm internal solo time yeah it wasn't really a vacation for us <laughs> it was like we were i mean like i scheduled out my we have both scheduled out yeah. our days like completely for the week where we you know got to get a lot of stuff that we wanted work mm-hmm. done it's uh, like business work self-work mm-hmm. all kinds of work relationship work yeah yeah it did not feel you're right it didn't feel like it felt like a vacation but it felt like a a heart work retreat yes yeah we kept on referring to it as a retreat center because it did feel like a retreat and i feel like just being able to live in the house uh for a week was kind of the vacation part yeah like (laughs) didn't matter what i had to do just the fact that i'm gonna be in a house for a week that felt like enough of a vacation for me yeah yeah it felt very it did there were those aspects that felt vacationy um but I do definitely think for both of us, we were very focused on, yeah, like kind of doing some internal self-work, also doing some work work, yes. <laughs> computer work, like having access to good Wi-Fi and plugs 
for that long of a time. Yes. I love having consistent power. <laughs> Just yes. to leave my computer open, go work on it for two hours, go away and do some yoga, come back mm-hmm. and work on it for two hours. Can't do that in the van. So, Caleb, what did like a day look like for you, typically, in the house? Um... I went, I created these back when I was living in Seattle last February. I created kind of these and kind of had a similar situation where I had like two weeks just to, I was house sitting. Mm -hmm. And so I had two weeks to kind of just stay in the house if I wanted to. It wasn't really a vacation. It was almost very much like this. And so I built some schedules for myself where I would be pretty balanced with wanting to do a lot of yoga, meditation, and then also getting a lot of business work done. I knew I wanted to do stuff on my website this week in Tucson because that's kind of the stuff that always gets put on the back burner. I give all of my laptop power to like editing. Yeah. So like when it comes to website work, it's always like I can put it off. And so this week I was like, I'm going to get my website up to date <laughs> and add on to it. So I went to one of those schedules that I had pulled up and it was like, I don't remember. It didn't go exactly. It's always, you know, a guideline. Flexible. But it was like, wake up 730, have coffee, do a, called like a morning power hour on the computer. uh, And then I would do yoga, a little Mm -hmm. yoga and meditation session and then have breakfast and then do like two and a half hours of editing and then take like a yoga meditation break and then have a lunch break and then go back to doing or typically make a cup of coffee then some coconut cold brew and then go back to doing like two more hours of editing till five and then i do kind of have like a free hour of like writing reading playing guitar and then i would do some night yoga meditation and then we'd have dinner Mm -hmm. that was pretty much what it looked like yeah for you for me (laughs) yeah what it looked like for you so what were you doing then during this time so we should tell everybody how weird we are, and we decided to spend <laughs> our time. So we had this whole house to ourselves, and we decided to spend most of it apart. Yes. <laughs> Look, we are out of the honeymoon phase of van life, definitely. Um, <laughs> we were, we just had, you know, there was some. The last month has been great, but it also we felt the wear and tear of just what we were talking about on the walk today. Like it's great how you don't know the future, especially now during a pandemic, and then on van life, you're kind of just focused on the day to day. Which keeps you in the moment. Which is really cool being that present. Yeah, but then, you know, six months in, it's like you feel the wear and tear of that too. Of being present every single day for six months. And not being able to think about the future, and it just, like, takes its toll. Yeah, it does. And, I mean, if we're being honest, which we are honest. Yes. The last month and a half, I would say, have been really, really challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been... It's so, oh, it's just so paradoxical because they have been so amazing. Like you think back, I mean, you listen to all these things we talk about on here all the, as we uh-huh. recap all the things we've done and the experiences we've had, and they have been like mountaintop experiences. But um, with those mountaintop experiences in the last month and a half, I've definitely brought some deep valleys with them too. Mm-hmm. There have been some really challenging and hard times being in the van, mm-hmm. the last month and a half especially. Yeah, well, this is also the... The, the winter where we're not, where the pandemic has wiped out all business. <laughs> well, yes. Two. I mean. There's a lot of factors. Factor, I mean, factor in, you know, business, finances, um, and those things definitely have brought a lot of stress and anxiety. And then if you're feeling that and you're living in this tiny ass space we're, with another person, yeah. it's so hard. It is so yeah. hard. If I'm feeling really, really anxious 
and I'm ashamed or embarrassed to like say that to you, then that's probably really frustrating for you. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like this tension between us that just like, it's just walls yeah. just like hitting each other. It's yeah. Yeah. It's just like a spiral. It's been hard. It's been hard. Um, I, I think back to, cause these feelings like aren't new, you know, like me feeling anxious mm-hmm. isn't new, but in our house or when we lived in our house, I don't, there was just more space to where you didn't have to like feel it all the time. Well, there's just more like being in a house and like having a rhythm kind of week yeah. to week. Just you're, it is. I mean, I think it's humans are pattern making, meaning making people. Whether I, I butchered that phrase. <laughs> I'll get back to it when I can think of yes. the, the right terms. But we like make meaning out of like finding pather, patterns mm-hmm. and rhythms in our life. And I think that helps with like grounding. Keeping yeah. like when you're feeling stress and anxiety, there's like keeping a rhythm and, and a routine and being able to kind of like ground into that, I, th- mm-hmm. I think is a stabilizer. Yeah. And that is one thing that is hard to get to the core of in fan life. Yeah. It, it feels hard to ground because there's so much other stuff that just takes precedent, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like you just put it off. Yeah. So we had been talking about staying in this house for a while, um, pretty much ever since your aunt had reached out to us yes. about it. Meaning making pattern seeking people. Oh, wow. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> that was from my one of my professors at MTSU. Meaning, um, meaning, meaning, meaning making, making pattern seeking people. So his thing was that humans, uh, we seek patterns out. We seek rhythms to attach our life to. And then in those rhythms, that's where we make our meaning. That's how we find meaning. That's, I've never felt more seen. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, he was a very prominent and pronounced atheist too. I feel that way. Like I definitely find meaning and purpose in my patterns what's it's i mean i think it's the it brings up the topic of like you know how do people get stuck everyone knows it's a rat race yeah bob marley's been singing about it for years but everyone knows (laughs) but you you it's like you you're stuck you can't get out and because we make the meaning in that it just like keeps us in that pattern so it's almost like now that i'm in van life i'm having to like reconstruct my pattern there's no like your outside situation is not the pattern for you anymore like it Mm. was living in the city, you know? Yeah. Because the outside world changes daily. (laughs) But it's cool because a big part of wanting to stay in this house was like, we both, I think wanted a schedule and wanted kind of a pattern and a routine. But the cool thing is, as opposed to the rat race is we got to choose what that was. Yeah. Like we felt empowered enough to be like, this is what I want to do day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And And like give purpose to that. The things that give, that hold meaning to us yeah yeah yeah. um and so doing that some of those days we decided we'd spend three of those days in a row apart totally separate minus meals yeah because we (laughs) we don't know how to cook for one (laughs) (laughs) yes cooking for one is really hard does anyone know how to cook for one that's always a thing well like we just we eat the same thing every meal like we always eat together and we eat we just make enough for two and I remember, like, the first time that I went to Nashville and you stayed in the van by yourself. Yes. You were just like, I don't know how to cook for one. I sent you a picture of two full bowls. Yeah. Like, I just cooked meals for both for of both us. Of us. Yeah. And I was like, well, I just made exactly enough for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't even, like, cut it at all somehow. Yeah. So, yes, meals we would cook and eat together. But even then, we were still intentional. We were like, we weren't really interacting during that time. Yeah, I mean, the first, I feel like the first day we were like, I actually kind of like, we'll share meals together because mm-hmm. it's more efficient kind yes. of. But like, 
I don't really want to talk much. Yeah. Like, we'll keep silence. Yeah. Yeah. A sacred silence. Yes, a sacred silence. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we spent three days in a row like that where we were just doing our own thing. We would come together to cook and eat meals, but it was still pretty much just interacting like we needed to in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, just to cook and eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... That was something that we decided going in. And the two days before, and I guess the one day after those three days, I mean, we weren't really interacting that much either. No, because I kind of like went right into that schedule I was talking to you about. Like I knew I wanted to get right to work and like kind of carry that schedule throughout the whole week. We would hang out at nights. We would. Yeah. Not during those three days, but like the two days before and the one day after we would hang out at nights. So that was kind of the big difference. We were more quiet around each other and yeah. then we wouldn't hang out in our free times. Yeah. I just, I knew that was something I needed because we had been, our energies had been so in this container mm-hmm. and well, it's like what Katie called it, a tin box of self-reflection. Yeah. You can't hide from yourself in a van yes, space. You cannot. <laughs> Everything comes out and bounces right off the wall, right in front of your face yeah. and right back at you and then off the wall behind your back. It's and a, then it hits the other person. Yes. And I have, I've learned that, um, I think for me to really go in and dive into myself and kind of really reflect and make some changes or pull some things out that need to be pulled out, I have to be alone because I am so in tune to other people around me and how they are feeling Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it's going to hold me back from going all in. Do you need to answer that? I do need to answer this. Okay. Be right back. You keep going. You keep talking. But yeah, I've really learned about myself that, especially with someone I care so deeply about, it's hard for me to really dive in and really dig deep in my reflections and change things that I want to change or make changes I want to make because I'm always so concerned of the other person. Like, is it going to be okay if like how is it gonna make them feel if I do this or you know I always have them in mind first and so I knew that I needed space with no one else around to really be able to fully let go of the expectations of other people or like my my fear about what other people will think or how they will react and just or how it'll make them feel and totally just go into myself so it was really nice to be able to do that and so one way that I um, made sure that <laughs> kind of keep myself accountable, I decided to do a, an online yoga retreat. Um, so the teacher that I practiced with or that I got my teacher training under, her name is Rachel Brayton. She's yoga girl on Instagram. Um, she has a studio in Aruba, which is where I went last fall. So last October, November, And that's where I got my 200-hour teacher training. It was like a 23-day all-intensive course. And she announced like an online yoga retreat, like a seven-day retreat, totally online, totally virtual. And she released it about a month ago. And I saw when she released it. I think we were in Sedona when she released it. And I was just like, I want to do that. But I don't feel like right now I have, like, I want to be able to do it. You know, I don't want to say, oh, I want to do that. And the way van life is, like, I could start out on day one and do it. And then, you know, something gets thrown my way and 
I don't do it on day two and then it just, you know, kind of spirals out and I just, it goes off to the wayside. I was like, I want to be able to dedicate the time, the space, and the discipline to doing this. And so that was really the forefront of this week for me was that retreat. So my days, every day, um, included waking up early, waking up at like seven, um, journaling and yoga in the morning, um, led by the retreat, um, then I would make breakfast and then for the afternoon, kind of for like the midday and early afternoon, I would kind of go back and forth between doing some of the retreat things. There were like activities for the afternoon, like, um, astrology, learning astrology, some gratitude work. Um, and then also just some, um, like meditating and card pulling. And I would do that spaced out throughout the afternoon, interspersed with, um, doing, you know, editing podcasts, doing website work, things like that, applying for jobs, <laughs> um, just kind of things like that. And then every evening at five, I would do an evening journaling practice and an evening yoga session, once again, following the retreat. And then I would, after that, Caleb would usually go in and do yoga. So I would, I varied between like playing my ukulele. That was kind of free time too, but more like creative free time. Um, and then we would make dinner and then at nights, Caleb would actually go sleep in the van and at nights I was pretty much, I could do what I wanted. I had a little mini dance party by myself. I was really just trying to tap into what I wanted. Um, so whether that be a dance party or I, I know that water is really rejuvenating and like cleansing for me. So I did make it a goal every day to either just stand in the shower or maybe make myself a bath. So I might do that. Um, but it was really nice just to have the space for me to be able to make my own decisions and not have to worry about how it's affecting someone else. And it's something I'm conscious and aware of and really feeling empowered to bring into van life in the future because I know it doesn't serve me or Caleb well if I'm constantly, if I'm constantly like not fully being myself because I'm worried of how it'll affect, affect him or how he's going to receive it. I couldn't talk for that long. <laughs> I did talk for a good bit. Nice. Everything good? Everything's good, I hope. We good. Cool. <laughs> Where were we? I don't know. While you were gone, I went into kind of a monologue of... <laughs> did you talk about your day? Yes. And how you scheduled your yes, days? I did. And what you did? Yes. And kind of why that was my intention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I have to go listen to this episode again. <laughs> to hear that now. It's like a little special part. Yeah. Are you actually going to listen to this one? Maybe. Maybe. I've, I've started no listening promises. to them now. He's listened to one. I listened to, I listened to the most recent one with Katie Hoy. So you should too. Woo-woo. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. And now here we are in Tucson still. <laughs> Sorry. I was just trying to, like, recollect. 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 recollect That's what happens in van life. Interruptions sometimes. So yes, now we lost our train of thought. <laughs> I so do... thank you for sticking with this podcast. <laughs> I do, though, have a question for you. What? 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 Are you scared? What? Maybe. <laughs> what is something that you want to take from the Tucson time into van life? 
Oh, hmm. I did a lot of yoga, yoga, meditation, and journaling, and I definitely want to continue to do that. I think I have done that a lot in the van, but I did it like daily mm-hmm. in Tucson. <laughs> and as I say that, I wanted to continue that. Since we've been out of the house, I haven't done any of those things. That's okay. <laughs> I've read a little bit, but that's I haven't okay. done. Oh, I did some yoga. You led some yoga the other mm-hmm. day. But that's that's one thing. Yeah. And then also um, staying up to date on my website more. Yeah. I want to keep it, keep that going, keep that energy going as I'm entering a slower season of shooting. Cool. What about like you? That. Morning and evening journaling and yoga. Which, so the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, which those are things I have made, kind of like you're saying, I have made time for those in the van since we moved in. But more, it feels more intentional now. I think when we moved into the van, I was just like, oh, yeah, these things make me feel good. So I was just was doing them sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't there. You know, yeah. I was just like doing it because in my head was like, this makes you feel good. But I wasn't really doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. definitely something I want to take. Nice. And more tea. Yes, we, we drink, drink a lot, lot of tea because we didn't drink a lot of alcohol. We didn't drink any alcohol. We didn't drink any alcohol. Mm-mm. All tea. The least amount of alcohol I've drank in. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a vacation. We were. Yeah. It was like a retreat slash yeah, a work retreat. Self reflection. Self reflection retreat. retreat yeah. Away from the tin can of self reflection. <laughs> Except you slept in the tin. Except can of I did sleep in the van with the dogs. Yes. So that was nice. Yes. But and now, I got a whole bed to myself. That was nice. Yeah, king bed. So thank you. <laughs> And uncle. Love you both. Yes. Thank if you so listening. much. <laughs> They're probably not. <laughs> but if you are, it was really incredible. Yeah. Um, and we, I think we both came away very grateful for, the, for that time, for that opportunity, mm-hmm. for that gift that I felt mm-hmm. like we were given um, to just, yeah. And it felt perfectly timed and perfectly needed. Yeah. And I'm glad it all worked out, you know. Mm-hmm. I think she offered it up like back in the spring or something. Yeah. And I had no idea what the year was going to look like with in terms of moving into the van. And it happened, and it was beautiful. But here we are back in the desert. And you know what? I feel like our communication has really improved from that week between yeah. each other. Especially over those three days we spent solo. Yeah. I, I think I remember it was, like, maybe the third night at dinner where we were, like, really starting to talk more. And I was like, no, I was like, I want to be silent. But you can tell that we're kind of starting to miss each other. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, still want to be intentional yeah. about taking that last night. To... Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like you're right. Yeah, I think it's improved our communication, and I just feel like we'll keep seeing benefits from that over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm already feeling a lot of benefits from it, like between yeah, us a few days. and so like individually as well. Yeah, that's been cool. So now, what's your pet peeve? Ah, okay. <laughs> a question we forgot to answer in okay. the last one, and you were so, like, "If we don't come back to it, we're gonna forget about it," and we did. But we remembered like two weeks later. Yes, two weeks later. <laughs> so all that. Brought us here. We're now staying outside of Tucson. Mm-hmm. Marana. Marana. Yes. We're staying outside of Tucson. And we'll be here through Christmas, through the holidays. And then we'll head back up to Denver for, for a some more cold. short time. <laughs> yes. Be short. Yes. So, yes. There was a question on the last podcast with just Caleb and I that, um, that we brought up at the beginning and then forgot to come back to because... It's kind of one you got to think about, which I still, I don't know if I really know an answer. It'll come to me, though. Well, I did think of an answer. It took me a minute, but I okay. think I did think of one. And... So the question, let me say the question. Yeah, is. Okay. The question is, um, basically, the pet peeve 
of your significant other that did not exist before van life? Like, is there a pet peeve that you now have of me that didn't exist before van life? And I did come up with an answer. I okay. thought about it because I was like, I I remember you saying when we got to that question, like, I don't want to cop out. I want to yeah. think of something. Yeah. And I was like, I can't think of anything now. And then we forgot. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to think of something. And I did. But we kind of just fixed it. Ah! Okay. <laughs> and it was all I could come up with really was, um, so it, it gets cold in the van. And so we have lots of blankets <laughs> on top of the bed. But our bed, what size is it now? A full. full. It's a full. So we used to have a queen in mm-hmm. Denver. Now we have a full. And Kona sleeps up there too. So the space is tight and but and it gets cold. But we have all these extra blankets on top. But they're, it's just a tight fit. Mm-hmm. And Amy, when she gets cold, <laughs> she likes to burrito herself in the blankets. Mm-hmm. Um so I end up with, like, just my left arm covered. And then my the rest of my body was getting cold. So the way I sleep with blankets. Yeah. I think that was <laughs> what I could think of. You burrito yourself. <laughs> but okay. we just, like, changed it up to okay. we'll see how that how this new. Yes, we have adjusted our blanket situation. So hopefully that won't happen. That was, like, the best pet peeve I could come up <laughs> with. And, and, yeah, it wasn't even that big. And now we, like, we're adjusting it. Yes. Yes. Because I was like, it is getting colder. And I was like, and you kind of like take all the blankets because you like to wrap yourself like mm-hmm. underneath. Maybe yeah. you should just sleep in your sleeping bag. Oh, it's you like a But it I like to cuddle. With Kona? With you. But you don't <laughs> like to cuddle. We don't ever cuddle in bed because I'm not a fan. And I mean, it is true. You do get un- like, you can't really fall asleep that way. Like someone yes. gets uncomfortable and. And the bed's just tight. Yeah. It's yeah. tight. It's a fool. With two adults and fool? one literally like middle school sized dog <laughs> who just lays yeah. everywhere and like will never move he's just yeah. dead weight in the middle of the night when we're trying to get covers back on us and it's freezing yeah um and then jet just sleeps on his little bed on the ground rolled up and curled up in blankets <laughs> and i think he sleeps pretty good sounds like it because so i snoring. would say <laughs> hmm, pet peeve i don't think i have like a pet peeve but I have, there has been something that I've noticed in the van that I did not notice before that you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you might, I feel like you probably did do this when we lived in the house. When you're working on your laptop. Uh-huh. And you have headphones in, you whisper to yourself. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't bother, like, I kind of think it's funny. It doesn't bother me. But, like, especially, I mean, definitely if you're, like, typing something, like, if you're typing an email or, like, yeah. typing on your website or something. I'm like whispering you when kind I'm of, typing. You say it as you're breathing, though, so it's not really <laughs> fully comprehensible. Like I can't always understand what you're saying, but I can hear you saying words as you exhale. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, but it makes sense because honestly, I've had a lot of people tell me um, that like when I write emails or, or like I've had clients tell me mm-hmm. that when I respond to them with emails or like texts that they they like like it feels like they're just having a conversation with me well you are like having the conversation like aloud as you're typing it to yeah yourself. <laughs> and that makes more sense because i want it to be like i'm talking to you that's yeah. how i view forms of communication whether it's email i'm not that formal in emails no, no. or text it's just like yo i want to it's i want it to be like you're right here and so i think that's kind of where it comes from i yeah. don't know that's gonna be my excuse no is it's not... that i i'm like talking it out <laughs> as i type it you and are and... i think i've actually caught myself doing it sometimes yeah it makes me laugh. <laughs> and then one other question that got sent in after we recorded the podcast, so did not get a chance to address this one. But I love this question. I, I actually asked Katie in our last podcast because I love it so much. What makes you happy? Mm, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy right now. I feel good. I'm also still a little hungover. 
then that's not a happy feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a happy time last night. So Modelo's make you happy <laughs> in the moment. Yes. And <laughs> then I'm still happy. I feel happy, but my body doesn't feel completely happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Just I, I think when, you know, you're talking about how um, like the last month and a half was really hard. Mm-hmm. But like um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was like, I, it was a really hard month. Someone asked me how van life had been. I was like, it's been really hard. I was like, but I also think back and I've had like so many like life changing experiences in the last month since we've been in Arizona, just with friends, with opportunities. And I'm like, those are like, I feel so good having those and like still like, it just felt like it's been really well timed and balanced. And like the universe has kept on nudging me and like putting these opportunities of great experiences in front of me. And those they're all they're all making me happy (laughs) cool still the moments as they happen like and i we don't get all i mean the podcast is kind of our reflection it's hard to reflect a lot so um yeah just like every time i reflect on just yeah i knew there was we were feeling hard things in the Mm -hmm. van but we also had all those incredible experiences and they keep happening so that cycle makes me happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. cool i like that what about you what makes me happy? Yes. Right now. And Kona bears. <laughs> Kona bears. Right now, what's making me happy is all the Segoro cactuses. Yeah, they're super happy. They are so cool. So cool. I've seen, well, kind of like we were saying with the Joshua Tree, I've seen pictures of them before. Yes. But, like, seeing them in person is so cool. And they're also different and, like, yeah. I don't know. They're making me really, we went on a walk this afternoon and, like, just kind of checked out a bunch of different ones of them there. They made me really happy. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about Joshua Tree so highly, but the Seguros are pretty <laughs> awesome, too. And, yeah. like, down the road we were, were staying at, they're, they're, like, heavily forested just like mm-hmm. the Joshua Trees are. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because some of them are, like, 30-plus feet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they're massive. They're making me really happy. Continuing my daily yoga practice is making me happy. And... Yeah, that's what's making me happy right now. Good. Yeah, I like it. The cigars mm-hmm. and yoga—they're all kind of doing yoga. It looks yeah, like. Yeah, they are in some, <laughs> some kind forms of, pose. of like yeah, some kind. They're all in different kind of poses, and yes. they're all different, just like the Joshua trees too. Mm-hmm. No, well, we we you'll see some twins and girls every now and then. But. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Good questions. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening and letting us reflect. And <laughs> this is a really really cool time for us to just like sit down slow down make a nice little coffee drink and just like Mm -hmm. just be like wow what just happened take a breath you know and i think that was part of where my happiness came from even in reflecting over all these times it's just it's nice to reflect sometimes i'm not super reflective on experiences that i've had in the past yeah i'm more like reflective on like emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. but sometimes just reflecting on being like damn we had some incredible experiences it's almost like this podcast is like a discipline now of like you're gonna sit down and like reflect on these experiences yes and And i and at the end of this one i'm feeling so grateful for those opportunities for us taking those opportunities for us um just for how they've impacted our life and led us i like where i am now and i couldn't have been where i am now without having been where i was then mind sinking Mind seeking, pattern making people. Meaning making, pattern seeking people. <laughs> there it is. Close. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this and you like what we have to say, share the podcast. Maybe write a little review. Yeah, write some more reviews because those are those are fun to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are fun to read. They are fun, and, yeah. And, you know, you don't even have to leave five stars because we're not five-star quality. Maybe, like, you know. I think we're five-star quality. What are you talking about? Well, you had a higher GPA than me in high school, so maybe you're five-star. <laughs> Your stars based on GPAs yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. I got some Cs in high school. It wasn't cool. <laughs> Pre-cal. You were average. I was, I was average, but my focus was on basketball where, you know. It's so weird. I had the A plus. So. It's not weird. Basketball's really cool. It's just funny <laughs> to think that that was you. Yeah. You've lived. We've lived a few different lifetimes. It feels that way. Life. It feels like we're living a few different lifetimes every week every now. Week, yeah. <laughs> okay. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll see you next time.